0: Welcome to No Applause, Just the Clap, the only show that actually Googles if there's an equivalent of Dora the Explorer in Mexico. Is there? No. Like, my whole theory, would be like there'd be, like, some, like, guy, like, little kid named Dave that...
1: Dave the Explorer? He, well, like, yeah.
0: Or, like, the Explorer dot or whatever the fuck he'd be. And then he would speak in Spanish, but teach them English.
1: Fair enough. Like,
0: you know, like, you're like, oh, well, like... And I know they have, like, dubbed Sesame Street in other countries, but, like, an actual Spanish Sesame Street, where it's, like, puppets teaching children how to whatever, um, about the color azul, and, you know, the number nueve, because uh, we do numero, but you know what I mean? Like, but I was like, is there an equivalent? There is not. This conversation was ten times more funny, uh, when I first had it at work. So. Well,
1: no, I'm just so, trying to imagine what the, that would be like.
0: But I imagine, like, he was, like, he'd be, like, he'd be, he'd like, be, like, be, like, a little kid he'd be dressed like Poochie. Um, and he'd be, like, hola, my amo Dave. Um. My S. Dave. El Dudarino. It's not Spanish. Um, but you know what I mean? Like, and I'm he would. I'm sad
1: nobody could see your, your finger the, motion. The finger gun things, yeah. you're yeah. doing finger guns. And then,
0: uh, and he'd be, like, you know, t- today we're going onto a volcano. Do you know that word? volcano. Oh, this all started because we were talking about how I think it's kind of creepy that in kids cartoons now, the characters give the kid time to respond to them, which I understand the premise. I understand that the kids get involved, there's an interactive component. I, I get
1: Well, it's also supposed to help with verbal skills, but yeah.
0: Okay, yes. See? Many things. But, and I of course look at things like this from my adult point of view, where I'm like, Dora just stared at me for six seconds and I didn't say a goddamn thing. I, I also, have a what with if, this, but go ahead. Okay, what if the kid c- couldn't count to six for whatever reason and now she's like, good job, and the kid's like, I didn't do it. Like, what, Like, is she condescending to the kids? Like, it, it, it's it's just fucking weird to watch it as an adult. And, and you have the thought, I have the thought process, of course, because I'm an adult, or I'm like, and a kid wouldn't under, you know, may, may understand this at a certain age. But it's like, she can't hear you. She's a cartoon. You're talking to a TV.
1: I think, unfortunately, that also sometimes trains people to me that same kind of douchebags that scream at a TV during a sporting event.
0: Yes, but adults have like they they know that the players can't hear them. Are you sure? On, they do on that? a certain on a certain mental level, maybe that's where the beer comes in. Yeah.
1: Anyways, I was a follow up. Um, you know, I love RuPaul's Drag Race because it's impossible to be angry when you're watching drag queens fight with each other. I totally fell down this YouTube hole, and uh, I was going to say every season they do a game called the Snatch Game where they do their best celebrity impressions. And I found an audition tape from one of the former winners, Bianca Del Rey, where she's doing a Dora the Explorer impression, and it's fucking hilarious and uncomfortable at the same time. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'll make you watch it later. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Uh... Yeah. It's uncomfortable and hilarious at the same time.
0: Yeah, the only the only one we didn't, I, it was. And Canada's got their own version, which is, um, Kai Lau. I knew I knew that one, but the kid looks like.
1: Uh, yeah, but I mean, they play that. On, they play like, that on Nick Jr. too.
0: I, I'm not going to say the R word, but that's what he looks like. He He's, he looks a little downsy. He looks like a waterhead. Um, take it back. Huh.
1: Waterhead. It's really bad, Doug.
0: Which which one would you prefer?
1: You you say hydrocephalic?
0: You, she called me her little water baby. <laughs> I used to freak out showing with that voice.
1: Yeah, I remember you saying that. You used to do it inappropriately. I would. What I would. Winter. Oh yes. Um, uh
0: What I would do would I would put my hands. I would clasp my hands behind my neck so that like I had like little like neck your, wing like, like little, little neck wing little, like, like little flippers. chicken. Yeah. And I, I love would, that like, we're both doing it. Yeah, <laughs> and I would stroke her with my elbow, like all, ah, of, like ah, all, ah. Of, like like Deadpool with the tiny hand. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, yeah. like she'd be paying attention to TV, and I would just do it, and then I'd be like, "Hey, baby," like I would just start talking sexy in oh, the Billy Crystal voice, morprian. and she would flip the fuck out. <laughs> it was so. Uh, that's why I'm single. Um, because <clears throat> these are the things that amuse me within a relationship. So
1: I have an acquaintance who totally has a prosthetic leg. And he totally used to occasionally slip it off when people weren't paying attention and poke people with his stump. (laughs) I know.
0: Ugh, not... Ugh.
1: One of my favorite stories about him, though, is when he's first started getting used to his prosthetic, or he'd gotten a new one, maybe he'd just gotten a new one, and he lived on the second floor of this apartment building with outside stairways, and he was walking out and it was in the winter and he something, he slipped or something and his leg fell off and fell down the flight of stairs. There's a whole bunch of neighborhood kids there and one of the kids points at it and starts screaming, he's got a mannequin leg. <laughs>
0: That's terrible. He's got I, a mannequin leg! I told you about when I took out my um, dental prosthetics to scare that kid in the elevator, right?
1: Yeah, but he deserved it. Yeah, he did. That kid was a what little dick. What a
0: shit. Uh, let's get right into it. <laughs> Because uh, we're both feeling a little rough. That's and, fine. Um, um, I
1: watched Finding Dory.
0: How did you find it?
1: Well, first of all, the phrase "pipe pals" freaks me out. Pike pals? Pipe, P-I- pipe, pipe pals. Pipe. P i pipe pals. P i p e pipe. Huh. They talk to each other through the pipes in the aquarium. I was going to say in the aquarium, and so they're pipe pals, and I'm like, I don't really think we should be bringing that phrase into uh, children's vernacular. How is it? Really cute. Sad, but you know that's kind of how it is. Yeah, yeah. Here we go. <laughs> Sorry, I'm a little perpy.
0: Um, well, it's a good thing this is d twenty proof, because then they would yell at you. Um, well, but yeah, we're, we'll just get into some movies. Um,
1: Brandon tried to get me to play D and D with him once. Once.
0: Different kind of role playing. No. Oh. Um. <laughs> no. What was it? That oh, that was on. Um, not How I Met Your Mother. What's the one with the smart people um, like Bang Theory where they have the like sex dice and that's how um, Blossom uh, seduces Sheldon
1: okay her name in the show is Amy Fairfowler yeah sure and her name in real life is Maya my like, which I is very fresh in my mind because she was just on an episode of MasterChef Junior but anyways
0: as one of the kids
1: yes she's got a lot one. of range <laughs> 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 Uh, isn't she
0: is she a doctor in real life or no uh
1: she has a degree in higher mathematics i believe but it it? also might be some other scientific field but yeah she has a doctorate in some scientific field because
0: her and uh winnie cooper are both like super smart uh danica mcculler
1: yep uh she's a mathematician i believe
0: yeah yeah and she's met no and and anyway i can't think of the thing so i'm not gonna bring it up um,
1: Finding Dory was cute. I enjoyed it as much as I did Finding Nemo. It popped on Netflix real quick. Yeah, so,
0: yeah.
1: I was gonna say, so I just watched on Netflix. Yeah, edge. all
0: of the the um, late last year and very early this year are starting to pop on DVD. Um, Cause Fantastic Beasts, I'm about a third through. Um, I keep
1: meaning to pick up. It's uh, not Doctor S- Strange on Blu-ray and take it to my parents since my dad has that super kick-ass sound system.
0: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Fantastic Beasts. I I don't know if I'm hugely impressed with it. I'm a using all the Harry Potter movies as a yardstick, or at least the later ones where they got dark and good. Um, did Chris
1: Columbus do so... the later ones, or did he only do no, the early one. ones?
0: Okay. That's why they're like kind of more kid friendly. Like, well, also they're, the, they're bo- the books got darker. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, the series went on. Um,
1: Sorry, I'm gonna go put on some socks.
0: And. Uh, <laughs> Well, I'll, then I'll, I'll talk about Midnight Meat Train.
1: It'll take
0: like five seconds. Um, Midnight Meat Train is a movie that's almost ten years old. Uh, with Bradley Cooper, Vinnie Jones, Leslie Bibb, um, who, you, who you would remember as, um, she was the uh, <clears throat> interviewer who did uh, quite the spread on Tony Stark and an article, too, or in an interview. she was on the They can't hear you, Deb. Just put on your socks. So <laughs> um, that I don't know what I don't know what what emotion I was supposed to put behind the phrase just put on your socks. Um I don't think any. I don't think I should have to. Um So this movie came out in 2008. Um no one's ever heard of it because it got sold to what's called secondary theaters, so like the dollar theaters. Um But basically the premise is Um, Oh, Brooke Shields is in this, too. I just remembered that. Um, So, basically, the premise is uh, Bradley Cooper is this aspiring photographer um, who gets this advice from uh, Brooke Shields, who's, like, some kind of art high art dealer mucky-muck. Okay.
1: Um, She's big in the art world. She's
0: big in the art world. Um, And she says, like, oh, like, you, you always, like, run from, like, the moment you should be taking the picture. So, he goes to the subway at, like, you know, around around midnight, and, uh, follows these two, like, g- like, gangbangers, and they're about to, uh, have this, they're about to assault, uh, possibly sexually as well, uh, this, this woman, mm-hmm. and instead of running, he confronts them and, like, gets the pictures of all this, um, and... Uh, well he's you know uh, after all this he, he sees Vinnie Jones and is like well that's interesting there's this guy in his suit leaving the, you know, the latest train on the subway and he follows him and he kind of becomes obsessed with him because he's like kind of a, uh, an oddity right um, just you know like scary looking dude in a nice suit on the last train he's like what's, what's his deal turns out his deal is he kills people on trains um, brutally with a hammer and not like a claw hammer or what you would think of meat, Well, yeah, a meat hammer. But like, like a really f- fucking big tenderizing hammer. Which, I feel
1: like we talked about this.
0: Um, we, talked, we talked about it off air last week because I, I, I hadn't watched it yet. Okay. Um, and at one point, he hits Ted Raimi, he's in it too, uh, so hard in the face that his eye flies out. Uh, by the way, Glenn's eye had better special effects than this movie. Um, Ugh. but at one point, and this is kind of neat, because it, it's, I can't remember the name of the director, but it's his first American movie. Um, it's shot amazingly. It is a piece of shit movie. Uh, because it is based on a piece of shit short story by Clyde Barker. Um, yeah, and I'll, 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 I'll very, tell you, I'll tell you so why it's a, uh, yeah, thing. I'll tell you why it's a piece of shit by the end of the illogical third act. Um, at one point and this was and this was cool this just shows you how well like how cool it was shot um was that at one point uh Vinnie Jones hits a woman in the head so hard uh her head flies off <laughs> and the camera is her head's like her point of view as the head rolls away from her body and him like it's actually really fucking neat
1: okay
0: like it was like I'm like that's that's maybe not innovative isn't the right word but creative yeah um, something I hadn't seen before um so he, like, gets obsessed with this guy, and he's like, these murders on this train line have been happening since, like, the, 18, like, the 1800s. And so now you're like, well, is Vinnie Jones immortal? Or, is, you know, is there always a butcher? Um, the answer is, yes, there's always a butcher. And it's always on this train line that goes under this meatpacking plant. Um, and, and why does he kill people, Dev? Is, is he a psycho? Is he compelled? Does he hear, like, God or the devil telling him, Or is there something just bad wiring? Well, it turns out uh, it's to feed the underground lizard people. That never get brought up until the very end. (laughs) So, (laughs) and, and he kills and he feeds the lizard people so that they don't attack people on the trains during the day and the cops all know about it.
1: Why do so many people have this idea of lizard people stuck in their brain?
0: I don't know, but it's not like they get brought up at the beginning where it's like you oh, know, there's like, the there's, like there's a there's a tabloid like next to like a paper that like maybe he was trying to sell a photo and they went with someone else and he looks at the photo in the paper and it's not very good and next to the paper there's a tabloid that says like underground lizard people like also Bat boy lives like li- damn right Bat boy lives, um but like you know what I just described is a what 10-second, fifteen second scene that easily shot, and at we least gives you some it, amount yeah. of foreshadowing to just like, oh, there are lizard people who eat trained people. It, ugh. Um, Vinnie Jones has one, one, one line he says. That's it. Uh, because butchers don't have tongues. You find that out when he rips out, uh, Bradley Cooper's tongue so he can become the next butcher because he kills Vinnie Jones. Um, yeah, it's silly. Wow. But it made me want to watch Limitless again, which is a great movie. So, um...
1: Well, that's why we talked about it last week. You said, what, what was I doing that made me want to watch Limitless again?
0: Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Midnight Meat Train. It's... It's fun. I mean, I... I don't. It's a bomb. It's, yeah, it's not a laugh riot by any means, but, uh, L-A-F-F riot. Um, it was one of those... I, I was kind of like, okay, well, you know... You know me, I like to watch, like, you know, it's like the weirder more obscure in the movie that I tend to more enjoy just because I'm like, I watch fucking everything up to and including Midnight Meat Train. Um, I mean, the name alone grabbed me. Um,
1: it sounds like porno.
0: They could be pipe pals.
1: Oh God! See, I and I totally saw something online too, where they like had made some folder for some kid or something, you know, Disney merchandise. Yeah, and, it's like, and it, we, it had a picture. It's it's Dory and a whale and their pipe pals, and it says pipe pals and gives it an exclamation point, and I'm like, oh. I just
0: imagine that's what you call your the other guy when you're when they're when you're canoeing. Um,
1: God, what, what did they say in the Venture Brothers with the? I was gonna say the scuba thing with the two henchmen?
0: Scuba thing?
1: Okay, remember when it's it's when Dean's at the prom with I was gonna say... No, they're all talking
0: about what a, ru- what a Rusty what
1: Venture is. Yeah, but he describes something called like the Double Aquaman or something like that.
0: Because it involves the scuba and... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so you jerk off so much your dick bleeds or something? Yeah, that's the Rusty Venture. Um, I also watched, speaking of terrible movies, uh, Assassin's Creed...
1: I did want to see this because, like I said, Michael Fassbender I was looks it. really good at it.
0: Uh, Michael Fassbender does as well as he can, and like look, if you look at the the cast, it's one of those. Like, how did okay, one, it's based on a best-selling video game.
1: Yeah.
0: It's got Fassbender video game
1: franchise. Yeah. less. Yeah.
0: It's got uh, Fassbender, Marion Cotard, and uh, Jeremy Irons. Um, it's like. I
1: think Jeremy Irons might. Look
0: Don't say that, because he'll be dead tomorrow based on the podcasting thing. Yep. Way to go. It just killed Alfred. Um, So, anyway. um, Cast, great. Shot, alright. I I could have done without the, like, literal nine scenes of them standing at the top of buildings. Um, Well,
1: it's iconic, but, you know. Yeah,
0: but, like, I I get it. They jump off of stuff. Um... (laughs) The parkour in it wasn't, like, great. Like, parkour! Um, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, they kind of jump up walls and come down over things, but it's like, it was a, a really lackluster. The, uh, the action was really clunkily choreographed. Um, it's
1: the French martial art of running away. <laughs> I
0: like that. Have you never heard that before? Mm-mm.
1: No. Yeah, parkour, it's the French martial art of running away. I like
0: that. Um, my... I wanted, to be, I wanted to be in the room when they pitched it, because they go, hey, we've got the stellar cast, it's based on this game that sold millions of copies, tons of people know about it, uh-huh. you know, it's going to be high action, um, you know, n- the knife gauntlets and, you know, all this crazy shit, and time, not time travel, but like reincarnation, time travel, whatever, yeah. and the the animus is, it looks really cool, yeah, it did look the really way he good. moves like through the room and all that shit, and they go, great! Now, how can we make sure it's really difficult to watch? And they went, "I know, we'll film half of it in fucking Italian. All the scenes that happened in the fifteen hundreds, foreign language subtitles."
1: You know, it's one of those things. where you I get shouldn't that they have were to read
0: a movie based on, on a video. video game.
1: I get that they were going for realism, but there's also a certain suspension of disbelief when it comes to movies.
0: Um. Yeah, like, and at one point, I the the copy I had didn't have subtitles. I had to find another one because I was like, "Well, does does they they eventually talk English? Like, as he adjusts to the animus, right?" Like, I thought speak I, that,
1: English. Huh? You said talk English. It should be speak English.
0: I can barely talk English. Yeah. I um. So.
1: I didn't know if you had bad grammar or or you were hip. Or you were hip. That was you said I
0: have stuffs or something. I said
1: I have stuffs. Yes.
0: So anyway. Uh, Assassin's Creed, I, I, I literally forgot it, I literally forgot I watched it when it was over. It is, like, an Adam Sandler movie where you're like, oh, cool, that, I don't need to remember any of that. Um, like, you know how you just watch an Adam Sandler movie and at the end you're like, oh, that was, okay. I
1: don't know, there are parts of Click that I'm never gonna get out of my head.
0: The click wasn't bad. It wasn't terrible. wasn't good. I like I like uh, I like Chris Walken. Yeah, yeah. I like Chris this is the
1: Beyond part of Bed Bath and Beyond.
0: <laughs> this is the Beyond part. Yeah, like yeah, there were like like little lines. You're like yeah, it was kind of funny. It's like, I um, like the
1: whole commentary thing too. It's like
0: the I was talking to someone about uh, Eddie Murphy and I was like, you know, there are actually like three parts of Norbit that are really fucking funny. But that movie is I still love because Terry Crews is in it and at one point he shows someone. The blueprints for it his like Dream Strip Club and he goes, I would call it nippalopolyps or uh Nip-a-lop-a-lis. Nip-a-lop-a-lis. <laughs> And I laughed so fucking hard. Well it's Terry also Cruz. just that Terry Crews' delivery of that yeah, was yeah, hilarious. Yeah. So
1: we have to thank Eddie Murphy though, because of him we have the Jack Black bit at the beginning of Tropic Thunder where he's in the fats.
0: Yeah. Uh part of Fart Two, is that what they called it? I think it was Fart Two, yeah. Yeah. yeah Jealousy has some
1: skinny, hey, yeah. Um damn it.
0: god damn the columns are fucking terrible. So those are the two movies I managed to 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 get in this week. Um weirdly enough I managed to when I you know, I make the list on Facebook. Have Midnight Meat Train totally has a Facebook page. <laughs> it's like why? But yeah, it was it two thousand eight was when this came out. Like fairly young Bradley Cooper. Benny Jones, like, you know, once again, On the Rise? Like I said,
1: this is probably Bradley Cooper before he really popped. It's probably after he did Kitchen Confidential, which I still think is highly underrated. I
0: don't remember It's a
1: short-lived sitcom on Fox based on the Anthony Bourdain book of the same name. Oh. Where he plays, uh, I was going to say, plays a character called Jack was the movie where
0: uh, Michelle Gellar uh, could, like, bake feelings into her food? Do you
1: remember that movie? I remember the movie. I don't know the title. Yeah, yeah, yeah she, yeah. she had some restaurant called, like, Southern Cross that she had taken over for her mom. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, th- think it's, she could, like, I think it's just called Simply, Simply Resistible. Resistible. Okay. Yeah. Like <laughs> Which, by Robert the way, Palmer. 20th anniversary of Buffy. Yeah, I know.
0: Jesus, I can't, I can't even... So, you know, to celebrate, uh, the guy who played Xander probably uh, got drunk and hit his wife again, so...
1: She went to rehab, he's okay. Again? Yeah.
0: You walk it on Dr. Phil?
1: Oddly enough, he was also on Kitchen Confidential. He was the pastry chef. Really? Yep. That's one of the only two roles I've seen him do since then is uh, pastry chef on Kitchen Confidential and then he had a reoccurring on uh, Criminal Minds as one of their computer techs. Oh, did he? Yeah, he was a love interest for Penelope. Mm. Well, I, Ryan
0: Reynolds was on a sitcom, for fuck's sake.
1: <laughs> two Guys, a <laughs> Girl in you know, the, the Pizza Place. The most awkwardly named sitcom ever. Mm-hmm. And he was still super fucking beefy.
0: Yeah, he was still. He wasn't like. He's lean though. He's not. I mean, he's muscular, but he's he's fairly lean. Because he was fair. I mean. I'm
1: sorry. I just had that scene from waiting come back to me where he's putting on the shirt and he just has it like over his nipples, but you see everything else. And he's well, talking I mean, about the penis showing game. Yeah. That's previous. To the, I mean, I'll stick a finger up my ass if I'm feeling squirrely. <laughs> and a ferrous response. Oh yeah, I've seen him do it. <laughs>
0: Oh, it's so angry. Um,
1: you turned into the little engine that couldn't hold this load. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I want to watch waiting. Um, speaking of waiting, uh, watched The Walking Dead. Uh-huh. Um, still waiting for a good CGI deer to come out of that show. That was what the that's what broke the internet this week was bad CGI deer. Didn't care. Didn't really. I mean, it was. I I went back and rewatched the deer scene. I was like. Eh, okay, I'd rather have a shitty deer and have them spend the money, like, on good zombies and expl- like, when I, you know what I mean? Like, the deer's, like, the last thing I, you know.
1: There's only so much time and money.
0: Yeah, well, but it's like, it's like with The Flash, where, like, that episode of Grodd costs 20% more.
1: I totally I don't wanna, saw uh, this shirt that made me think of you. Because it had the flash running and it was set up like the Jaws poster, but it had King Shark as the Jaws. Awesome. Oh, I. Yeah, no, I did see that. Yeah.
0: I saw that. Um, yeah, I did see that. Um,
1: yeah, I know a broad episode is going to cost 20% more, but you know. But,
0: you know, like, so it's like, I'd rather have, like, cooler effects and have a shit deer. Um, that's, and really enough, that's not even my note. My note is actually uh, has substance to it. Because they're talking about it's, him, it's a it's a Rickshone episode. Uh-huh. Um, so they hunt, they gather, and they fuck. That's effectively the episode. Um, and uh, so they're they're out, you know, scavenging and shit. And uh, at one point, they're talking about how like, well, what happens once we take down Negan? Which I think is a little too optimistic, but um, at this, it, it, it literally, in this stage of the game of like like them pulling together communities, you're like, yeah, you don't even know if you're going to win. But I understand what she's saying and she goes, so we take down Negan and you know, we can start really rebuilding society since we'll have all these different communities finally brought into one. You know what I mean? Yeah. And he, they talk about like, that he doesn't want to rule like without her, um, which is a very sweet moment. Uh, it's a very smart moment because it's like, well, that's the whole thing. Like you don't, you shouldn't have like a dictator or a dictator, as the case may be. Mister um,
1: Dictator. But oh my god! My, my question is. I just uh, imagined Rick and Morty, in Walking Dead, and Rick was a dictator, and it was awesome. He would, he'd kind of be like Negan, I would mm-hmm.
0: imagine. Yeah. Um, Sorry. I. So i need to get on like DeviantArt and see if they have like a rick negan match oh, arch sure that would be my new background um so the, the, what i've got is and this is really kind of cool if you think about it uh is rick running from negan or running away from becoming negan
1: oh.
0: hmm. it's just a thought where i was kind of like you know there's he he seems to not want to lead um which is very odd because it's like He doesn't wear the crown uncomfortably with the group. You know what I mean? Uh He's like, someone's got to fucking lead. Y'all look to me. And at first, you know, he was uncomfortable with it. But he's since... I mean, the dynamic of the group has gotten to be like, you know, Rick knows best type of thing. Up to and including that, you know... uh, Who is it? Um, Father Gabriel fucking kind of chucks him under the bus a couple episodes ago when... They're like, why should we... When the scavenger's like, why shouldn't we just kill you? And he's like, oh, Rick can find anything. It's like... Up. Um, but you know like they that's how they look to Rick and I think Rick wears like I said the crown fairly well now um, especially when he's got kind of that counterpoint um, with, with Negan um, where it's like you know it's, it's he's, Negan's effectively bad Rick you know evil Rick um, so you know he's, but you know what I mean like to, you know two sides same coin type of thing they're both leaders of communities but Rick doesn't run around bashing motherfuckers' heads in. Fair enough. Um, unless he absolutely has to. So, walking in, I, 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 I just wanted to get to the fucking war. Like, I just, it's, it's like how I hate the fucking Lord of the Rings movies, but my friend Rob, who's a, a big Tolkien fan, was like, we, We're, we're going to take you to the third one. And I'm like, I don't fucking care. And he goes, like, No, no, no. It's like all out war. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Okay, I'll watch that. Um, you know, I got dragged to the Twilight movies. And I'm like, these are fucking horrible. And then my girlfriend at the time was like, oh no, like this is where the werewolves fight the vampires. And I went, fucking awesome. I still fell asleep. Um,
1: yeah, I, re- I tried to rewatch Twilight this week. It's really bad.
0: Yeah, fucking terrible. They're t- not good. Unless you watch the, uh, what was it? The Cinema Sins. It's the only way I can get through a, tw- a Twilight movie effectively.
1: The best Cinema Sins of all time is still Showgirls. Oh my God. Oh, I don't think I've watched that one. You need to.
0: The one with the first Twilight is great because they have the bonus round with all of uh, Kristen Stewart's mouth sounds.
1: No, the bonus round for exactly. like Showgirls is her licking things. Does she do that a lot? In Showgirls?
0: Yeah. I don't remember Show. I mean, I remember Kyle McLaughlin in a pool naked. that I was remember jarring. the
1: first time we talked about this. The first time I watched Showgirls when it wasn't edited for TV and there's like a third of the movie that was missing.
0: Yeah. It's like only like 27 minutes long.
1: Showgirl, yeah, on TNT. Oh. Now,
0: I don't know, because sometimes, because you have those great moments on edited television with, and I I will remember these the day I die, where they have to, like, edit for the content. You're like, cheese and rice. The best ones ever are uh, on Die Hard and Snakes on a Plane. Because on Die Hard, you have a Because it's
1: it's Monday to Friday Plane, right?
0: It's get these monkey-fighting snakes off my Monday to Friday Plane.
1: (laughs) monkey fighting snakes? Like, yeah, like, what's... They what? sound awesome. Um, yeah.
0: Uh, in Die Hard, it's yippee ki Melon Farmer. Or, or, Yippee-ki-yay mister Falcon. I've watched all the Die Hards. There has never been a character <laughs> named Mr. Falcon. Falcon. Uh, oh, there was one other really good one. Oh, Big Lebowski. This is what happens when you find a stranger in the Alps. What does that even fucking mean
1: well I'm assuming that apparently strangers in the Alps are super into anal
0: yeah like that's like
1: this is what that, happens that when would, you find a stranger in the like, Alps it
0: would actually be more terrifying if Nihilus broke in threw a mongoose in my tub pissed on my rug and said this is what happens when you find a stranger in the Alps then I'd be like oh my god that is a cause and effect that I never want to have happen to me like I would never go to the Alps because I'd be like I'm afraid to meet a stranger <laughs> flea is going to throw a mongoose at me and piss on my rug
1: I just imagine though like somebody sitting there trying to figure out what'll fit in that space yeah like what looks like their out. mouth
0: yeah like what fits in, in the yeah doing like doing like ADR and you're just like
1: I just imagine some guy getting that moment though find a stranger else? Else? and like runs out of the room screaming at everybody else that's there good job
0: Johnson Client. let's get you a raise okay,
1: exactly yeah
0: it's like just I
1: figured it out, guys! I cracked the code.
0: Yeah. Oh my god. So great. Um, <laughs> um, let's just yeah, we're talking about Grodd. So let's jump to DC TV. <laughs> um, Flash. Uh, once again, a really real thing. I wanted to, that. I I had like this very, very real emotional moment where yes, not right. emotional, but um, where I went fear versus love. What an odd theme for an episode. Um, you know, like... I don't but,
1: think so. I think that's the core of almost any superhero story, is fear versus love. Well,
0: are you caught up? I mean, I'm going to ruin it anyway, but... No, we'll go where, um, Barry realizes that in his ver- f- vision of the future, or whatever, mm-hmm. that Iris wasn't wearing a, uh, an engagement ring, so he proposes to her. As, like, his... Another shot at, like, changing the future. Changing the future, yeah. Which... When he proposed, and it's, like, one of those things where she was, like, well, you've only been dating for, like, you know, yeah, six months or whatever, and lives. I'm, like, yeah, like, you grew up together, like, it's not, like, you just met. Like, you didn't ask Linda to, like, marry him, which, A, would be weird, uh, but B, it's, like, okay, that would make sense. Or the, the cop.
1: Yeah.
0: You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that would make sense, but, like, they've known each other for almost mm-hmm. their entire lives. hmm Um, uh, so she, of course, goes, well, I don't, here's the ring, fuck you. Um, not fuck you, but... Um here's right. the ring back like you did that wrong. Um and uh it was but it was like I understand that you know he did it out of both fear and love, but it was such a weird like and she found out almost within the same episode, which is very strange for the flash. Um they don't have that kind of uh uh quote unquote uh closure or payoff uh, that quickly.
1: Well, it's not formulaic. Like everything will be back to normal in a half hour.
0: Supergirl. That's one of my issues with Supergirl. Um, she came back from Invasion and they're like, oh no, we found the the, the virus, the vaccine that can save mon Oh, and it fixes uh, Martian Manhunter too. And I'm like, I don't even watch this show and that's stupid. Which makes no sense because they're two different kind of alien species. Their Biologies would be radically different. I'm getting way too angry about this. And i uh, getting off track.
1: Um, I never anybody anybody talks about uh, alien biology. I just think of that scene with... Uh Alan, I was going to say Ellen in uh, Galaxy Quest where they try and guess what his bathroom would look like. <laughs> yeah. yeah. With Ellen Rickman when they get yeah. a because he's, he's the alien. Yeah. Like I said, and they, they try and guess what his bathroom would look like and it looks like some horrible torture chamber.
0: I don't remember that at all.
1: Yeah. Huh. We can Google it when we're done. No, talking. no,
0: I'm good. Galaxy Quest was the best Star Trek movie ever. Um
1: I cannot believe I'm reading repeating what the fucking computer says.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was funny. And the way she keeps getting her shirt ripped, that's like that's a reference to how she always was like down to her like bra or tank top in all the alien movies.
1: I said, That was my job. I repeat what the computer says.
0: Uh you always forget Missy piles in that. Um Oh no, Rain was it Rain Wilson was in that. Yes, it is Rain yeah. Wilson. Um But
1: that was pre office, so
0: Oh, it's way pre-office.
1: It's post uh, House of a Thousand Corpses, but pretty office
0: Yeah, yeah. I oh, saw that piece of shit in the theaters. Um, I liked House of a Thousand Corpses. I did not. This, I thought it was hilarious. It's the only movie I've ever... I've, we've got, I went with my friend Matt, and we both looked at each other and went, let's drink enough to forget this movie. Um, I was not thrilled with it at all. Devil's Rejects, significantly better. Yes, but um,
1: Devil's Rejects literally has them dying to free bird in a highway shootout.
0: Yeah, you're Rob Zombie, why wouldn't you do it? <laughs> it's like, um, and then
1: apparently, you know, while he gets sucked don't into Don't you my, ever talk about Elvis, Aaron, Presley that way in my God, office. I haven't watched Devil's Rejection forever. That line, for some reason, still cracks me up, because they're talking was that about that the one we the... said, I got
0: blood on my favorite clown suit? Or was that Thousand Corpses*? I was a Thousand I Corpses*. I don't remember. Motherfucker got blood on my favorite clown suit. Um
1: <laughs> No, I was going to say, it's, it's, like I said, it's just him talking to the movie critic about... Groucho Marks and saying that his death wasn't well-known because Elvis died either the same day or the next day, and then the sheriff gets all ticked at him yeah. for talking about Elvis badly. I've been to Jeff's rejects him forever.
0: Um, uh, Barry, got, uh, Barry sucked. Uh, um, Walla got sucked into a breach. Uh, I don't think he's dead, but you think he could come back as Sabotar? I uh. That'd be stupid. I like my theory better that the new HR is, uh, uh, um, abracadabra, which this episode, the this episode really lends a lot of credence to it because he keeps tapping shit with those fucking drum, with that drumstick. And I'm like, it's a fucking wand. It's abracadabra. I'm gonna reach out and grab you. Um.
1: Love you, Steve Miller, Dad.
0: Let's see. Legends. Uh, we'll get through this quick because I know you're not a huge fan. Um.
1: Maybe I should try now and binge through it. The um.
0: The, the real high points on this season are on this like the back half of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say they they and I, I I know I brought this up. They do screw with the um, the voiceover at the very beginning, and they have different characters doing it now. Mm-hmm. And my two Space. favorites are
1: the final frontier.
0: My my two favorites are when they have uh Damian. I think it's, yeah, you know, it, it might be Malcolm. Malcolm Merlin, um, John Barman doing it, and the whole episode is like Legion of Doom-centric, mm-hmm. which was really fun, cause it's like, oh, they kind of did the bad guy intro for the bad guy episode, and then they have the one where uh, Mick Rory, Heatwave does it, and it's so fantastic, because, like, in-character he absolutely does not give a shit about doing the voiceover. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it would be really funny if we had Mick do it, but we do it like, have Dominic Parcell do it, like, as, you know. Yeah, exactly. And he's just like, yeah, we travel through time and we do stuff. Whatever, we're fucking legends. Start the show, like you know. I mean, it's like it's literally that kind of like he does. Just doesn't give a shit. Um, and the Steven Spielberg episode is fantastic. Uh, Raiders of the Lost Art. I think you'd really like it. Um, rips back. They went into his brain mm-hmm. and uh, kind of reincepted him. Um, and uh, at one point in his brain, we we, we see the physical manifestation of Gideon. Who, uh, hot chick, not a shock. Uh, they kiss. Weird. And the ship remembers the kiss. Like, he made out with the operating system. And I think we all know how I feel about her. The movie Her. It's depressing as shit. Um, so that was, it, it, literally, it was just like, he's like, oh, that was weird. And she goes, oh, we've we been into your brain? Or like, that, you know. We kissed. And he's like, oh, you remember? And she's like, absolutely, Captain. Please don't regret it, or whatever. So, um, yeah, Gideon's wicked hot, so. Um, I finished the Lucifer series in comics. Mm I thought the ending came a little quick. Yes. Um,
1: But I think they were trying to wrap it up.
0: Yeah, I think he kind of went, oh, I only have so many episodes to get this amount of shit done. Mm -hmm. So, um, not that the ending was bad. It didn't didn't feel rushed, but it, it was like... Bam, bam, bam. Um, you know, and then you have the the last the couple issues like wrapping up all the loose ends. Yep. Um, I loved the girls' night out um, uh, closure with uh, uh, Mezakin and um, Elaine Bellick and uh, the oh, what is the she was a cherub, but now they're like little demony the uh, Spira. Yeah. I love Spira and and Gaudium. I thought they were hilarious. They are I love the their best. Arc. Yeah. Some of the best comedy uh, like duo sidekicks especially because like when Gaudian gets introduced he's like you know he's just trying to save Elaine but you have no idea like what his whole thing is yeah and the more they got into that and, and his sister was uh, so fucking funny um, I did talk about this on Mr. Right um, but yeah I, I really liked it it is very much I'm gonna take some time away from it and go back and re-borrow them yeah, it's fine. Um, because it's like rebooting Sandman where you notice things or you go oh that's
1: well, they had you know, such a slow build on the reveal with Elaine.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I wonder... It's one of those... I wonder if he knew how she was gonna be at the end. I don't I think, think he... I, I think he figured the whole Michael daughter-granddaughter thing. I think he knew that walking in. Like mm-hmm. there was gonna be something about her. But as he wrote, I'm sure he went, Oh, and we could do this. Oh, and then by then she's that. You know what I mean? Like, I it, her, her character beats are so, like... Out of nowhere, but so in that world. You yep. know what I mean?
1: No, they make sense. It's they just make sense, not... But there's
0: no way he could have planned no. it. You know what I mean? Like, that far out. Like, years well, no, out. it's just
1: like the whole thing where, you know, Lucifer's trying to teach her how to create worlds.
0: Yeah. And then that comes back out. Yeah. Like, that gets, you know, repaid off when she's talking to God and uh, Lilith. So.
1: And, I mean, the scene where he takes... I was going to say Lucifer takes the... Uh, miscarried baby that's been getting miscarried for like a hundred years and leaves it in the void to eat the invading angels.
0: Oh yeah. The weird monster that can, um, yeah, 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 yeah. And he's like, everything else food. Yep. Um, yeah, the ending. And then with Lucifer just kind of, you know, flying off into the void and you're kind of like, I, my thing with, that ending with Lucifer and I'm not the book's been out for I don't even know how many years a long time Um, I don't know but yeah when was the last book you know out but uh it just was kind of like oh and then he fucks off
1: and then Lucifer fucks right off
0: yeah so I I thought it wasn't it wasn't kind of the the punch ending I I wanted it to be um copyright
1: says 2007 2007
0: so I mean yeah. 10 years yeah um that and like he okay so he goes into the void, mm-hmm. the, the uncreated void that he got from God at the very beginning, or Yahweh. I like that they actually called it Yahweh. Um, with, the letter,
1: with the letter of passage. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So he goes in. That letter of passage is just left
1: there. Yeah, that always bothered me too.
0: Like it's just hanging out like on the floor in Lux or what I mean. What, you know what I mean? It's like he just like goes through and it's like he doesn't close. Like you know what I mean? Like yep. close the door or uncreate it or uncreated or. Has Elaine uncreated once he goes through? Like, it's just there. Like, it's the one thing that I got to the end and was like, wait, wait, wait. So,
1: you can kind of understand though when I first read the synopsis of the Lucifer TV show, I was a little pissed off.
0: Oh well, I knew. I mean, I I didn't I hadn't read the comics, but I knew I knew, you know, the premise, and I knew that um, I knew I knew a few of the plot points from you know working in the comic store. It's just store. one of
1: those things where it's like in the show, Lucifer is about punishing people and it's, the Lucifer in the comics is so not like that.
0: No, no he's not. Um not not in that way. Um and don't get me wrong, we will go back. We all wanted to hate Lucifer.
1: I did. But Tom, but Tom Ellis. Ellis
0: is so fucking perfect. Um
1: Well, and it was well written too.
0: Yeah. Well, and it got fun. You know what I mean like as as you got more into it. It got fun. I Well, you know, what, and once again, the,
1: they have the homages to the comics like mm-hmm. when they have girls' nights with uh, mm-hmm. Chloe and Maze and his therapist, whose name is Escaping. Rachel
0: Harris. This is the actress. Yeah, I can't think of her name. Um, yeah, I can't think of it either, but yeah. Um, and
1: I mean, his interactions with Chloe's daughter, Trixie, were always fucking funny.
0: Especially at the beginning. Yeah. Um, it's like the way I kind of miss Felicity with all the accidental double entendres. Um, you know what I mean?
1: In your endo.
0: In your endo. Um,
1: I really need to rewatch Scrubs. But, uh... Alright, Todd,
0: but that's the last one for the year. So, yeah. I, I really liked it. Um, like I said, I'm going to go back to it. and But I recommend reading it. Um, I've got a giant polish to read, much like you do. Um cause I just picked up Joe Hill's new one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and apparently when he says, It's my answer to The Stand, um, which is kind of ironic because his dad wrote that one, uh... The the soft, I got the the paperback, Mm -hmm. and uh, you can't see me doing this, but it's, like, if you stretched your index finger and your middle finger while still keeping them, like, measuring, like, crooked, Mm -hmm. I guess. I don't know how to describe this. You could
1: just say three inches.
0: Yeah, well, uh, it's fucking bullet-stopping. Like, it is a thick fucking paperback.
1: Like, what is this, a Bible?
0: Um... So not only does he like I I literally I was making a joke and I was like so his answer to the stand is to try to beat its page count like because <laughs> the stand is not not a like book at all Um, but I'm looking forward to it the I premise never read of it the
1: stand I read the client and the firm
0: well those are two different writers
1: I know but I'm just thinking about books with those kind of titles
0: well this is the fireman so. um... But the premise is kind of cool. Is that there's this like um, pathogen spore that when you're infected by it, you like you get like a like a like like a, kind of a rash mm-hmm. thing, but it's like black and gold. Okay. Um, and uh, it's only a matter of time before you spontaneously combust. That's not
1: true.
0: And they call it all. well. And the thing is, like, they talk about how like all of the like hospitals have been like burning down because people are freaking out, going to the hospital, and then exploding. Um, It's called Dragon Scale, which is very, kind of a Stephen King-esque name for it. Um, And, basically, this nurse uh, and her husband um, find out that, um, not only does she see the the scale, the little spore thing, um, but she finds out she's pregnant. And, you know, she's like, I'm going to live until... Because she knows, as a nurse, like, that it doesn't get passed through the placental wall or whatever, so her baby will be fine. Yeah. But of course, the husband, uh, you know, kind of the quintessential dick, like you know, character is like, oh, well, I don't want to get sick, so fuck you and our baby. Um. You know, um. But she ends up hearing about this other guy called the fireman who, um, somehow, uses like the fire, whatever sport, like. Um, protect people who are sick so that they don't get, like, beat up or killed or... Okay. Um, so it's really interesting that, you know, she's like, well, I want to f- find a way to survive until I can at least, you have know... Have this baby. Have my, have my baby. Um, that's how she talks in my head. So, kind of a neat kind of twist on, like, the post-apocalyptic, like, medical, uh, you know, epidemic. And so it's like, well, how do you make an epidemic worse? I don't know. People burnt. Yeah. Fire. <laughs> so, um so I'm really uh, interested in that I'm gonna start getting the trade paperbacks of the comic he did called Lock and Key because I know it's really good I don't know how it ended because I was reading it when it was coming out and but I got
1: I... optioned on it that long ago
0: uh, I think I was listening to the writer's panel with Joe Hill and they said he's, they've tried a couple times as I think TV but like the budget was never
1: no I feel like one of the studios optioned it for this movie and I Except read about it like I said I read it on IO9 a while ago I'll have to look it up
0: hmm. Because, I mean, the, it, I don't know, well... you could I, I could see it being, like, a couple movies, possibly three, depending. But, um... It's not a super long series, but, like, there's a whole thing you've... Like, you got to really get into the nitty-gritty of it, and I don't think one movie would do it. Um... Do we have anything else? Oh, Legion! You still haven't watched it. I know That's you're trying good. to catch up. Um, but I, I will tell you, and this kind of spoilery kind of not um because like I'll, uh, I'll say this like it's it's gonna spoil things you want to see but you can still see them after I'm done describing them I'm fine with spoilers no 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 but I mean like f- well, what about the people that are listening to this
1: nobody listens all, to this all nine of them
0: um and, and, and Jamie Kennedy um what? oh no he listens to the um comedy one. Oh yeah I forgot
1: about that yeah cause that. he favorited yeah, and retweeted yeah, yeah.
0: um finally we finally had that good get of the guy who was the lead in Malibu's Most Wanted um and the spiritual successor in Tremor's five bloodlines um
1: we're not gonna talk about the Jamie Kennedy experiment
0: no because it failed Bam. uh probably shouldn't make fun of him since he's promoting us. but uh so you finally see Legion's powers like unleashed which was fucking terrifying because you only see the results really I'm not gonna describe them because I want everyone to fucking see them. But it was like one of those like, yes, you you finally see him kind of be like, oh, I'm gonna take on an entire army base. And they're like, well, that's not gonna work. And he's like, yeah, I am. Like, I'm fucking like super powerful, and the results of which are very terrifying, right. very terrifying. Um, if if you think what happened to Lenny in the first episode was kind of like kind of yes. made you I was gonna say itchy, he's very sad now. Um. Hmm?
1: I think he's very sad now.
0: well. Nah, Michael, was it Michael McKean? Oh. Don't look it up. Well, I wasn't going it to. It doesn't matter. Um, but you finally see his powers of the which is awesome. Uh, there's a moment where they get, oh, what were they, he ends up saving his sister and he, uh, I don't know if he teleports or whatever, they get to like their childhood home and the, the all the people that he's with in the in the group are trying to like, track him down so they're like, he might be, you know, They figure out that not only um, is he super powerful, he might actually be insane. Like, actually might have the mental problems. Um, And they get within a certain radius of his house, and suddenly they can't... Like, everyone goes, like, deaf. And there's no music in it in the whole scene where they're walking through the house trying to communicate, but they can't. And it's really fucking cool. I mean, imagine. Remember how good Hush was?
1: yeah oh, that's exactly what I was just thinking of.
0: Yeah, I mean, it was like it's like that, and you're just like the moment it happened, I was like, "Oh shit!" But in Hush, you had music. You know what I mean?
1: <laughs> and there were some really funny moments in Hush. Too. Well, yeah,
0: when she's doing the jerk off. I no, and she complains about, about the, how big the, she looks in the, the picture. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those like it's r- riveting when they do the I, I called it quiet time on on Legion. So I mean, the fifth episode's got some really good stuff. <sighs> I have a theory um, that they talk about, like the devil with the yellow eyes. Um, I think we've, I think this is how they're gonna introduce the Shadow King, okay. which is another, like psychic bad guy from the X Men that we haven't really seen. And I think it's, I think the only way you could really introduce him is is in Legion like this, where he's kind of just a purely psychic force um, type of thing. I don't think that you can show that. Really well in a movie where, you know what I mean. Like I, I think in the movies you have to have a bit more of a physical villain for them all to fight. It can't be like, oh, it's this like disembodied astral presence. It's like no, yeah,
1: you, you need psychic squid.
0: Just, yeah, but yeah. I mean, like yeah. I think you need in the movies like X we need something to punch. Yeah. And in this, it's more cerebral and deep. You can have this weird kind of abstract idea of a bad guy, um, not. The, the bad guy isn't the abstract idea of a bad guy, but the bad guy is a abstract concept. It's cool. Uh, and then at the very end of the episode is another what-the-fuck moment. The, it, it's literally like every time, the cliffhangers at the end of every episode, you're just like, what the fuck? Like, what? Like, it, it fucks with your... Like, it every time you think you're... I'll, I'll tell you this, Deb, yes. when you watch it. Every time you think you, you've got a handle on it, you're like, okay, I know what's real and what's not, or what's going on with the... Nope. Chuck out the fucking window, because at the end of every episode, you're like, what the shit? Um, fantastic. I cannot wait for the season to be over, and I mean that in a good way, so that I can get the whole season at, at once and just binge the fuck out of it again. Okay. Um, watching it to week is great, because I have that, like, anxiety every week, where I'm like, oh my god! But, um, binging it once in a... T- 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 especially because I think it's Shadow King, it could not be. That's my theory. Um... But to see that, like, the seeds of that at the very beginning up till... I think it's only going to be ten episodes. I don't know. Um, and I'm glad they're not taking a break. In the middle, like, some shows do, where it's have, like, A and B, you know, seasons. It's like, nope, here's ten, and they're going to be every fucking week until the end. So, I'm psyched. Uh, Legion's been great. And that's all I've got. Um, and ahead. I'm spent.
1: And I'm spent. No, nothing interesting happened
0: well, you knocked over your table. It's probably the cleanest ta- the cleanest I've seen this table f- since I've ever seen it.
1: That stuff happens. Uh, Did anything happen this week? Anything interesting? No. No. Mm-mm. no. Mm-mm.
0: Mistakes? Not that you want to bring up?
1: Um, I won't call it a mistake, I'll call it a win. I totally drunk ordered Netflix last week, haven't regretted that yet.
0: Uh, I drank responsibly again. Um, drunk and went, oh, I should do laundry tonight, so I don't have to worry about it tomorrow. I
1: love drinking when I'm doing laundry. Um. Because laundry's boring.
0: But yeah, much akin to the the one time where I got blackout drunk and paid all my bills. <laughs> I, I literally have been drinking responsibly.
1: Uh, no, nothing interesting's happening as of late. Um, I was gonna say, we booked our tickets for Vegas. Nice. That's it. Work, work, work.
0: Work work work, um, yeah. yeah.
1: The St. Patrick's Day parade was on Saturday. I don't understand why they didn't just have it next Saturday. You know, on the eighteenth, yeah, the yeah. day after thing, after St. Patrick's Day. And it just it reminds me how much I fucking hate amateur drinking holidays.
0: Yeah, Halloween, New Year's, St. Patty's, Mardi Gras, Arbor Day.
1: Arbor Day, that's a big one.
0: If you like this, check out some of our other shows like D Twenty Proof. Knapsack Comedy and Mr. Wright. You can find us at www.bacnpodcast.com and by searching for BACN on iTunes and Stitcher.
1: Oh, yeah.